0: privilege to have Rashina and her mom with us this morning. They've been ministering Friday night, Saturday, back again this morning, so we're so thrilled. So Rashina's going to come and minister. Today's kind of a tag team day. We're just going to see where the Lord takes it, it. that's kind of the objective, just to see what the Lord's going to do. And so she'll be ministering, I'm sure at some point, my wife or I will, or maybe both of us. who knows what God's going to do. But can you welcome Rashina this morning? Thank the Lord.
1: from there just kind of hanging out there's a sweet sweet anointing in this place this morning and i kind of want to stay in that vein right now but i was thinking as i was sitting there as they were singing this morning what an awesome privilege it is to be in this place but also that thinking you were in the christmas season right now and sometimes um, even for me i've been forgetting because of everything that's going on, but just to take the time to remember what this season is about and why God sent his son for us. It's almost like, why me? Because he thought about us and loved us so much that he thought it necessary to send his son for us. So for that reason alone, we should give him praise. We should honor him, we should thank him, from the bottom of our hearts. And so I thought we were going to go into the song that we were singing just now, but I want to do most beautiful, if you don't mind. Just singing a love song to him because of everything that he's done for us. I know this weekend has been jam packed um, and a lot of what God's just kind of been speaking to us has kind of been sobering and something to process, to just sit and process And I know just this morning is kind of to seal that. And as we prayed on Friday, Lord, open our eyes so that we can focus on you. Going into our next season, because 2020 is almost over. We're in the last month and we're getting ready to walk into 2021, but we are not looking for it to be fantastic. And I'm saying that to say this, we're looking to follow wherever God leads. So whatever happens, good or bad, if he is directing our path, we know we're good. Amen? I know that I'm in a good place if he's directing my path. If I can see him, if I know who I am, and he's leading, I'm good. And so if we can take this time, if you guys can all stand up with me, because if we're going to leave this weekend, we're going to leave it loving him, loving on him, and just telling him how much we love him. Amen?
2: We love you, Lord. We love to be where you are. In your presence is where we belong. It's where we want to live, where we want to move. It's really where we want to have our
1: being in you, Lord, in you. So if you have a song to sing, a song or something that just rises up in your heart this morning, go ahead and belt it out. I'm not going to make fun of you, I promise. as Pastor Zach said before, we're practicing for something. So if we want to call heaven our home, we better get ready. We better prepare, amen. God gave me Isaiah 44:3, and he says, For I will pour water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground, and I will pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessing on your descendants, and they will spring up like grass in a meadow, like poplar trees by flowing streams. Some will say I belong to the Lord. Others will call themselves by the name of Jacob. Still others will write on their hand, the Lord's, and I will take the name Israel. And so for that, I got a little bit excited. For I will pour water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. And in the middle of the night, I woke up with the word willow. And so I had to look it up and the Lord brought me to the root of the poplar tree of the willer, willow. And it says that you have to watch where you plant it because the roots are so strong they can crack the foundation of a home or a sidewalk. And so I started thinking, I'm like, okay, God. And I know part of that is for this church. This church is rooted. That whatever comes its way, it's not swayed. It might feel a little bit of the of the wind, but it's not uprooted. And that's where you want to be. You want to be in a place where the roots are deep and it could withstand the storm. Oh
2: Lord, we want to be in a place when the storm comes and the wind blows. We won't be moved, we won't be shaken. 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 We won't be moved, we won't be shaken by the storm. For you weathered the storm, the Lord would say, you weathered the storm. You found favor in my sight. Celebration has found favor in his sight. You weathered the storm. You fought the fight. You've run the race. You've weathered the storm. You fought the fight. You've run the race.
1: church can declare that
2: we won't be moved, we won't be shaken, we won't be moved, we won't be shaken, we won't be moved. Unprepared For a move With just one Everything changes I'm captivated I'll never be the same With just one Everything changes I'm captivated I'll never be the same With just one Everything changes I'm captivated I'll never be the same With just one Everything changes I'm captivated. I'll never be the same. I'll never be the same. We'll never be the same. We'll never be the same. We don't want to be the same. We want to walk in the new. We want to walk in the new. We want to walk in the new. The tides have changed, the tides have changed. We've heard turn the tides, but God says I'm changing the tides. Not just a turn, not just a turn, but a complete overhaul. I'm changing the norm. I'm changing how it always was. So look to me, he says, look to him, look to him, look to him right now, look to him. Fix my eyes on you I fix my eyes on you You are You are Singing again say I fix my eyes on you smile. Makes my eyes. Be careful to set the atmosphere for your spirit to move. Wherever we go, wherever we are, we understand you're changing the tide. You're changing the tide. Complete all. stored and we fix our eyes on you, we fix our eyes on you.
0: Luke chapter two. I want you to just stay in this in this place for a moment. I want you to just stay in this place of worship. And I want to I want to tie in what Rasheen has been singing prophetically. What's been happening this weekend? I want to I want to tie this in in Luke chapter two. you need to sit, you can, because you might not be sitting long, but you can if you need. In Luke chapter 2, and verse 21, it says, And when eight days were completed for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. When the days of her purification, according to the law of Moses, were completed. They brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according what is said in the law of the Lord. A pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout. and He was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, Now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes, what does it say? For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all the peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at the things which were spoken of him and Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, behold this child, is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign which will be spoken against. A sword will pierce through your own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed." There was one, Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age. And lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years who did not depart from the temple, but served God with fasting and prayers night and day. And coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who looked for the redemption in Jerusalem. So when they had performed all the things according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own city of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. I want to zero in on this man for a moment named Simeon. I want to talk a little bit about Simeon and what Simeon saw. Three things, and it's been it's been what rashina has been talking about all weekend and, and was singing about this morning. He was a man of faith who had to have focus on what God had called him to. I want you to think about Simeon for a moment as we talk about his history. I want you to think about this. We hear Bible stories and, and, we, and we think, oh, you know, that's a good story. That, that was the Christmas story, the three wise men, and we have the nativity set out, and we, you know, and we we totally miss that this really happened. This is a real story, and there's depth here for us today. Simeon's father was Hillel. You might recognize that name in Jewish history. Hillel was the leader of the Sanhedrin. There's still institutions named after him today, Hillel Centers and so on. He's he was well respected as a teacher in in the Jewish faith and was a was a significant leader in the in the Jewish faith, especially within the Sanhedrin. Simeon himself at one point was a was one of the top council members in the Sanhedrin then had become one of the presidents. You might remember the name Gamaliel. That was Simeon's son. That was the man who discipled Paul before, when, when Paul was Saul, before Paul became born again. This family was very influential. They were very steeped in the Jewish law and Jewish tradition. But something was different about Simeon. Something was different about Simeon. Simeon had had a revelation something greater he saw something by faith He, he saw beyond what was happening in the natural there there hadn't been a word from the lord for 400 years there had been there'd been nothing but he saw past what was happening in the natural and he had a revelation of the coming of christ he saw through the eyes of faith today i think one of our greatest opportunities as a church is to be people who see through the eyes of faith. Not through the eyes of circumstance, not through the eyes of what's happening around us in politics or health and you know, all the world. It's, we gotta see through the eyes of faith. And when we see through those eyes, we see miracles. We see the impossible. The, the Jewish leaders were looking for a warrior. They were looking for a conqueror. And what they got was a baby in a manger. They were looking for someone to come in and take over the Roman rule. And so when Simeon stepped up and he said, our Savior is not going to come as a warrior, but he's going to be, as Isaiah prophesied, a son is given, a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths. That's our suffering Savior. When he he said that, they ostracized him. They kicked him out of the Sanhedrin. He wasn't allowed to be a part of the, of the boys' club anymore. But it's interesting, Luke says three times that the Holy Spirit was upon him. He was carried or led by the Spirit. The Spirit was upon him. In a day where that wasn't the norm, God's looking for a people who will step outside of the norm, who will say we rely fully on the Holy Spirit, that Jesus said that he would send the promise of the Father, that we're absolutely dependent. You and I are absolutely dependent upon our fellowship with the Holy Ghost. He reveals the Father to us. He he gives us the eyes of faith to see reality of what the Word of God says. He he reveals to us the goodness of God. He reveals to us the power of God. He reveals to us the essence of God's name. So we, you and I, are absolutely dependent upon the Holy Ghost. And anybody that says anything different isn't reading their Bible. (laughs) Because Jesus said it himself. It's to your benefit that I go. It's for your benefit that I leave that the Holy Spirit might So we see here in Simeon's life, the power of dependence upon the Holy Ghost. I want you to think about what was happening at that time. There had not been a word from the Lord. They they had to see
3: something.
0: I'm gonna say something, you might not like it. So just prepare yourself. They had to see something that wasn't being talked about in the current culture. They had to see something that was beyond current trends. They had to see something that was beyond what was happening in in the moment in front of them. We have to see something that the Word of God tells us that culture isn't saying. We have to see something that even even in the church trends and in, in church circles you got to dig into this book and see, see what it says. You, you can't just take somebody's word for it. I, I say it all the time. Don't take my word for it. Go read it for yourself. Go find it for yourself. It's in there. I'm not going to tell you a lie. It's in there. But, you, but we gotta, we got to see something that current culture isn't telling us. They're not going to, the, in the midst of hate and depravity, chaos. We see it happening in front of them. They're not going to the word. They're attacking. The world is attacking the word. The world is going to continue to attack the word. They're, they're, even this weekend, Facebook was trying to block our stuff again. They don't want it. They don't want it on social media. They don't want the truth out there. Why is that? They want control. They, they, this changes life. It changed Simeon's life. Simeon went from being one of the boys to being the outcast because of what he believed. You know, I had to, I had to be okay with a long time ago that sometimes I'm just going to be the outcast. And even in the group of pastors, I'm going to be the outcast. Because I'm, I'm, I, I might be young, but I'm not dumb. <laughs> I've tasted too much. I've seen too much. I know this book is alive and real. I know, I know that the power of God is for us today. I know that he saves. I know that he changes lives. I know that demons can be cast out, and I know that people can pray in tongues, and I know the sick can be healed, and I know that Jesus is coming back. I, I've seen too much. I feel like Simeon. I've I've seen it, I've not seen it in the well, I've seen it in the natural, but there's things that I haven't seen. There's things that I haven't seen that I know. This it's alive. (laughs) Started to say, I haven't seen. I have seen some of that. I've seen a lot of that. (laughs) We've seen it here. We've seen it happen. Dependent upon his power. So think about. So he saw something. And the and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And here we have, remember Zacharias? He's got a great name. Zacharias. His name means the Lord remembers. Means the Lord remembers. The Lord remembered Zacharias. The Lord remembered Elizabeth. Elizabeth had been barren, hadn't had hadn't children, couldn't have kids. And the angel of the Lord comes to Zacharias and says, you, You're gonna have a baby, and have a son. And what did he say? Not possible, not happening. And what what was the God's response? Okay. You're going to be dumb for nine months. You're not going to be able to talk for nine months. If you can't say anything nice, you're not going to say anything at all. <laughs> and sometimes, sometimes we, need, we need the angelic filter. Sometimes we need to tell ourselves to shut up. If you can't speak by faith, if you can't, if you can't speak the words of faith over this situation, just keep quiet. So for nine months, how many of you women would love that that your husband could not talk while you were pregnant? For nine months, couldn't say a word. <laughs> you could only speak words of faith. And Mary goes and sees Elizabeth. And what happens when Mary shows up? She's she's the Bible says she's overshadowed. Mary is overshadowed. There was a there was a glory overshadowing her. It's the same. It's the same overshadowed that happened at the mountain of Transfiguration. It's the same word. She was overshadowed by the glory of the Lord. And she goes and she sees Elizabeth and she walks in the room, it doesn't say a word, walks in the room, and John the Baptist who's in, who's in her in mama's belly, in Elizabeth's belly, jumps, leaps, receives the Holy Spirit. Talk about not being able to see in the natural. Can't see it in the natural. But a manifestation. Can't see. John the Baptist is in, in mama's belly. Jesus in mama's belly. They don't see each other. But they're know, they know. They know who's present in that moment. And then Elizabeth prophesies over Mary. Mary, seeing she prophesies over herself. The Magnificat. You know, it's a, she sings out a prophetic song. So the Holy Spirit is moving on those who have eyes to see. Those, those who see through the eyes of faith, the Holy Spirit is giving them eyes to see and even ears to hear what's happening. And here's Simeon. He walks into the temple that day. Persecuted, ostracized. Everybody thought he was, had lost his mind. He could have been one of the most wealthiest and influential people in his day. He gave it all up. And he walks into the temple that day. What a day. What a day that must have been. Jerusalem was a big city. The temple was busy. What are the chances? What are the chances that he would see the baby Jesus in the temple that day? What are the chances? It was a divine appointment. It was a divine setup. He's led by the Holy Ghost into the temple that day. And there in that moment, what he had been waiting for his whole life, was Simeon on the wrong path? Because he was waiting? No. He was absolutely where he needed to be. Sometimes in the moments of waiting, we have to have eyes of faith that are focused in. In the waiting. In the moment where you know what God has said to you, where he's told you you're going, where he's told you what's happening, and you can't see it in the natural. Where you're standing there waiting on him to show up. When you're standing there in the temple day after day after day after day after day waiting for Jesus to show up Jesus what are you gonna fix my family Jesus what are you gonna fix this situation Jesus what are you gonna come through on what you've said you were gonna do Jesus but the Bible says in the fullness of time in the Kairos moment in the fullness of time Christ came and in that moment At that divine crossroads, at that divine intersection, here's Simeon, here's Jesus. You see, it's a lot less about us making sure we cross all our T's and dot all our I's and do it just right. And more about us learning how to just wait in faith. More of us about just doing what we know to do in the waiting. Simeon did what he knew to do. He stayed true to the word of God. He went to the temple every day. He, went, he did what he knew he was supposed to do and stayed faithful to that. Stay focused in through the eyes of faith. And when he did, destiny crossed his path. There's a moment coming for you and I. Those moments can happen every day, where destiny crossed our path. I think, you know, Rasheena said it earlier, I think sometimes we're looking for the fantastic. We're looking for Jesus to come riding in on the chariot with the white horses and and be announced as the coming king of of Israel. We're looking for the fanfare and the the sounds and the, listen friend, that's coming. On that great day, it's coming, it's going to happen. But what tends to happen in the daily between now and then are just those moments where we put our foot in front of another, keep our eyes focused on on, on Christ, keep our eyes focused on Him, and put one foot in front of another. And we see in just the simple things. Here's Simeon in the temple. Anna's in the temple. And everyone else missed his coming. Jesus was in the temple, and everyone missed it. Jesus, the Son of God, the the Creator, was in the temple. And they had a chance to hold Him. They had a chance to kiss Him. They had a chance to touch Him. They had a chance to, to pick Him up and worship Him. But they missed it. Two people saw Jesus for who He was, and they picked Him up. I don't know what must it been like Simeon who had been waiting for this moment his whole life Simeon who had been waiting for the revelation of, of the suffering Savior the Messiah his whole life waiting for this moment and he finally is able to pick up He didn't high-five some muscular warrior-looking guy. Hey, man, what's up? <laughs> looking good. Ready to take them off? No. He took this baby out of mama's arms and held him. Have you held him lately? Have you Have you picked him up and just... Belt his heart beat against yours can you feel his breath on your neck Asher has when I when I pick Asher up he wraps his arms around me and pats me on my shoulders can you, childlike faith childlike faith where we can where we can apprehend him, Paul talked about laying aside, forgetting all the things that are behind. Why to press on, to take hold. There's a prize in focus. There's an end in focus. There's there's a reward in focus. And what did he say about that? Through the eyes of faith, through the eye, I see the reward. And, and it's what? I lay all these things aside, what? To apprehend Christ. To apprehend Him, to take hold of Him. Not that I can get some accolade of winning a race, but, but I, can, I can take hold of Christ. That's what Simeon was doing, he was taking hold of Christ. And he lifts him up. It's interesting because this dedication they'd come to the place of dedication with Jesus. And it was the Jewish law that they were to offer, that families were to offer the firstborn with a lamb. They were to offer a lamb as a sacrifice of dedication. And if they didn't have the money to afford a lamb, they could offer two turtle doves or two pigeons. Isn't it interesting that Mary and Joseph came with the lamb of God? They didn't have the, they had two turtle doves or two pigeons. They didn't have the money to purchase a lamb, but that's okay because they came with the lamb, the spotless lamb. They didn't need to, they didn't need to offer, they didn't need to offer a lamb for the dedication. They, they just needed to offer their son. He is the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Simeon prophesies over them. He says, behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel. For a sign which will be spoken against. The sword will pierce through your own soul. That the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. He prophesied. How many parents would sign up for that prophecy over your children? (laughs) prophesied that there was going to come division and discord as a result of that child. As a, recall, as a result of your son, your son is going to cause division. Your son's going to bring healing to many. He's going to cause division and discord. And a sword, a spear, is going to kill him. Piercing through your own soul. What a prophecy. What a prophecy. Simeon wasn't born to lead great organizations. Simeon wasn't born to have a mega church. He had the connections. He had the relationships. He could have been, like I said, I mean, Gamaliel was his son. He could have been one of the most influential. And he gave it up for one For one moment, he gave it all up, because he saw the weight of that moment. He saw the value of that moment. What others couldn't see, he saw. What others couldn't apprehend, he apprehended. He saw the weight of that moment. And he said, my life is not about being the most influential or the most successful. My life is about embracing Christ. My life is about finding Him and embracing Him. So much so that when once he had prophesied over Jesus, what was his words? Your servant can depart in peace, for my eyes have seen your glory.
1: My eyes have
0: seen, makes me think of that song, when my faith shall be sight seen it by faith. Jesus said, blessed are those who haven't seen and yet believe. I I, I see it through the eyes of faith. But now, my faith has been made safe. As you think about a time in your life where something that you've waited on the Lord for, and when you see it happen, you see the reality of that thing. What happens internally? What happens in your emotions? What happens in your mind? But something you've waited and waited and trusted the Lord for, and all of a sudden it comes to pass, it happens. And you obtain it, you have it, it's yours. What must have been going through Simeon's mind and his emotions, that I've heard about this, I've read about it, I've told others about it. and I've been ostracized for it. I've, I've, but I'm seeing. We often use terms and we describe it suddenly. We say things like suddenly, God. When we've been waiting for years on God to do something. And then we say things like, well, suddenly he showed up. Well, no, he we didn't. <laughs> You've been waiting on this for how long? You were in the upper room for how long? And now you're saying suddenly? But that that tells me, it describes to me what happens for you and I when we keep our eyes zeroed in and focused in by faith on the promise of the Lord and who He is. It tells me that all those other things really don't matter. All the things that happen in life, just it's life. Coronavirus, it's life. The issues that we're going, it's life. It's life in a sin-cursed world, it's life. But it's not my focus. My focus is on Him. And when He shows up, it's, it's a suddenly moment. It's, it's precious, it's powerful. And it leaves a permanent mark on our life that says, look at that moment where God moved. Look what he did. And it becomes a milestone in the future for us. And it, it becomes a place where we say, if God did it then, if God was faithful for this, I remember the works of God and I know he's going to do it again in the future. If, if Jesus showed up at the temple in the way that he did, then surely he's going to be the savior of the world That he said he was. And if Jesus could die and rise on the third day. Then surely he can baptize us in the Holy Ghost. And if Jesus can show up in the upper room. And pour out his spirit on those who were waiting. Then surely he can do it again. On on, on Samaria and, and into Ephesus. And to around the world. Surely he can do it again. So when we have the eyes of faith that are focused in, we can say like the angel, nothing is impossible for God. Nothing is impossible. That our faith, Paul said to the Corinthian church, does not rest on the wisdom of man. My faith is not built in what man has to say. My faith rests in the power of God. My faith rests in his ability. And not only only does he have the power, that word power and ability, not only does he have the power to accomplish something, he has the ability and the willingness to do it. Why don't you stand with me this morning? I know we were planning to do water baptism this morning. If you came prepared, for water baptism, you can meet Jen out at the information desk. She'll bring you to where you need to go. Maybe maybe you didn't come prepared for water baptism. You say, I, I, I need to get baptized. I need to bury something in the water, and I need to get baptized today. And, and you didn't come prepared. We have towels. We have clothes. You can jump in. We have We have things that you need. They're clean, and our team will help you get them. just go out to the information desk, they'll meet you out at the information desk and bring you to the uh, the area, the space back here to get ready. So if you came to get baptized, I want you to go ahead and head on out. We'll we'll be ready to do that. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to tag my wife.